0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Unraveling Impulse. I am Nisa and let's just jump into it. Um, I'm trying to get this episode out before the new year because this episode is going to really just focus um, on a wrap up of 2021. Um, so I actually have been doing, uh, I got a journaling coach which is very specific (laughs) there's literally a coach for everything these days but um a couple months ago I got a journaling coach um and she her name is Sonia and she's from India and we are doing these like virtual coaching sessions um Uh, And if you are interested in journaling, want to get into writing, want to get back into writing, want to just um, find a medium to express yourself, uh, Sonia has been amazing. I've been working with her for, like I said, a couple of months now. Uh, We just immediately clicked and um, she's kind of just helped me reignite my spark for sharing and for expressing myself through the written word um, and she's also actually really encouraged me as well to start this podcast um, we talk a lot about different things um, that I'm like different interests that I have and I Mentioned to her that this was one of them, but you know, there was a lot of fear around it, and she really just helped me work through that so that I could get started. And yeah, she's amazing. You can find her on Instagram at Your Journal Coach. Um, and yeah, she has amazing content, and she actually has written a, um, uh, like a journal prompt book, so it kind of helps you to um, with, um, prompts on things to journal about, um, in each like different categories of things that you're feeling like, whether it's overwhelm, whether it's lack of worthiness, she has prompts for all of those, um, things that we go through. Um, and it's really amazing. So check her out again at your journal coach. Um, but yeah, so, I actually the other day was on Instagram and Sonia had posted a bunch of prompts to end off 2021 and um, one of the questions she asks is what are some of the lessons that um, you've learned this year? What are the th- some are things that you are most proud of this year and what are the things you're going to go into 2022 believing um, that you can achieve um and yeah for the for the new year and I just thought they were really great prompts I spent a couple of hours working like just writing about this stuff all the questions like I had so much that I actually had to get out um around all of those different um exercises so I wrote a lot um yesterday about it and I figure I'll share that. I'll share some of that with you guys. Um, I hope you guys are doing well to kind of like do a little sidestep for a moment because the last couple of weeks have been so heavy, um, with, you know, the new surge in COVID cases. We have Omicron or whatever the hell it's called. Um, and it's, spreading like wildfire. And it's just, um, it's been difficult to really just stay centered and, um, to not get wrapped up in the anxiety of it all. At least that's how I feel about it. Um, and I don't know, like I, (laughs) at this point we're like, we're moving into year three of the pandemic, um, it's really difficult for public health measures to be acted upon, um, when you kind of have a government that is really prioritizing economy, which you kind of understand to a degree, but not when it means people's health and lives, you know, Um, I don't really feel like getting super political. I mean, I, I touch on things, um, and I'm sure as I continue this, uh, podcast and speak more, you'll understand, uh, where I'm situated in terms of my views on things. Um, but yeah, capitalism and public health, they, they don't go together. Um, that's my view on <laughs> on it, to be honest. And um, I'm just tired. I am so tired. And I think um, the hardest part about it is, you know, you're trying to do everything that you can to keep yourself safe and keep those around you safe. Um, but at the same time, you feel like it's just never ending. And I want to be able to see the people I love and care about too. You know what I mean? It's like, at what point um, is it even worth it anymore? Um, and I don't mean that to say like, oh, don't do anything and just throw up your hands and give up. But it's a complicated feeling, isn't it? Um, for those of us who are trying to do our best to mitigate the spread, but also be able to connect with people that we really haven't been able to connect with properly in over two years. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a very difficult space to be in. It's frustrating and, you know, As much as I love to talk about being an introvert (laughs) and not necessarily being super social, I definitely still crave um, bonding time with people who I love and care about. And I miss those in-person connections. Um, And I think that's, you know, humans, as humans, that's, that's part of, you know, the things that make us feel that we have purpose and feel whole is human connection and community. And when you don't get that in-person connection, I think it really takes a toll. Um, And, you know, I especially feel for those who live alone, um, because at least I have, you know, I live with my daughter and my mom lives with me. And so at least on a day-to-day basis, I have that. But for those who live alone and who are just constantly, um, having to, you know, not be able to, to make those connections or give that up every time there's a surge in cases, it's, it's a lot, you know? Um, so, I just hope we're all hanging in as best we can. Um, I hope those of you who have gotten sick or, you know, it's, I hope that there's no shame in it, you know, like, I think there was a lot of shame initially, you know, like, oh, you got COVID, what were you doing, or this, that, and the next, and I think with this wave, it's literally like, well, doesn't matter what you're doing, you could be doing all the right things and still get it and quote unquote, right things and still get it. So I think, at the least, it's going to sort of remove that, like, element of like, uh, shame about getting COVID or contracting COVID. Um, You know, a lot of people are getting it now. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a lot so I just um you know my thoughts are with everybody we're all in this together and well not necessarily together because people be wanting to do what they want to do but a lot of us are just going through similar emotions around it and doing the best we can so and it's not like you know it's not always easy. In in fact, none of it is easy. And I understand the complicated emotions around just wanting to give up half the time, because it's just like, I just want to see friends, I want to see family, you know, I get it. So anyway, that was a a side note. But um, I want to jump into the wrap up of my 2021. Um, And as I mentioned, I answered some questions um, posed by my journal coach, um, which you guys can actually see again, if you go to her Instagram page at uh, your journal coach. Um, She has them on her uh, feed. So her first question was, what were some lessons um, that you learned this year? Um, And there were a couple. So for those of you who don't know, well, most of you wouldn't have any clue because I don't talk about it. But um, I, my previous job um, that I worked, I loved the actual job itself. Um, So I was working with newcomers. I was settlement counselor and I was working with newcomers refugees, immigrants, um, to Canada and I really, really enjoyed the work. Like I've worked a lot of jobs in my life. Um, I've done a lot of things, (laughs) like a lot of stuff. Um, I've moved around a lot and I have to say that this is the first, I think it's like the first job where I really felt, um, a sense of like i don't even know what the, it's not even like i just i f- it felt like a really good fit and interestingly enough i actually wasn't even going for this specific job um i got hired for it i interviewed for a different position but then they asked me to come in for this one and i was like i mean i don't really have that type of experience like even though my background is um in the humanities. I don't have specific social well, that's not true. I do have social work experience. Um I was a youth counselor for a couple of years um in a, my one of my previous lives. So I have community work experience and frontline work experience, but um specific to like newcomers and stuff, no. Um and I don't have like a degree in social work specifically, so I just kind of felt like but Anyways, I got the job and yeah, it ended up being a job that I really, really enjoyed. Now I enjoyed the job, but didn't enjoy my leadership. I didn't, um, have a great relationship with my boss, um, the executive director. Um, we didn't get along. Um, I don't want to say didn't get along. The interesting thing is that I don't hate her. I think I definitely went through periods where I really disliked her and felt like I hated her because she was quite frankly, um, an abusive type of leader, um, in many ways, but there was also a side of her that I respected and, and liked at the same time. So I have like this strange, like, she's also older. She's not, in my age range at all. She's older. So there's also like that kind of like, I don't know, like a respect that I kind of held for her as someone who, um, I guess held the position and the things that or experiences she had been through to get to where she is, etc. So there was that, but I really didn't respect her leadership style and the way that she managed me or other staff. And that got super, super stressful for me, Um, especially in 2020. um, There there were a lot of stressful moments in dealing with her, but in 2021, I started Started to really just figure out how to manage her personality. She's not a personality that would ever change. Like, this is just the, who she is. And so, you have two options you either figure out how to manage the personality or you leave, you get another job. And I kind of was trying to do both, right? Um, and so, in the beginning, when her you know, when I was starting to feel extremely stressed out by, you know, her behavior and um, feeling like I don't know what to do. I just felt like quitting sometimes. Like there are some leaders, um, some bosses that managers that you'll have who literally just bring you to the brink of just wanting to quit. And this was definitely one of those people. So it's like, and I've never had that either. Like there have been places that I've wanted to quit, not really even because of the management, but mostly just because I didn't like the job. Like the job itself wasn't for me. And this experience was so opposite because I really liked the job, but the leadership was terrible. (laughs) So it was an opposite experience and I, and it just made me want to quit on so many occasions. Like, um, and, um, I don't really feel like it's worth it to get into specifics because it's like, and who knows, maybe I will let it in another episode. Um, but yeah, um, it just, it just really, really was a super stressful period of time for me, especially like not necessarily this year, but in 2020, there was a period of time where it got really, really stressful for me. And I just had to really figure out like how to get through it you know it's like okay I don't have the luxury of just quitting a job (laughs) um and I don't necessarily want to either because I feel like then that person just wins um and also you know you're always gonna be meeting people that you work with who are difficult like there's just inevitably always going to be if you're not unless you're working for yourself and even then the people that you might be working for or doing uh, projects for or whatever might be difficult people um, to work with and so I just kind of feel like it was more beneficial for me to learn how to manage the personality while trying to find something else um, instead of constantly internalizing her like toxic nature and having it lead me to severe anxiety and severe stress um and so I guess the thing that I learned from that was that um I'm capable of managing difficult personalities. Um And there was a point in time when I was dealing with her that I didn't think I could do it. Like, I was just like, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the maturity. <laughs> like, I just want to be popping off on bitches. <laughs> um Because I'm the type of personality I'm very, like, I'm very, like kind and genteel and all those things until you give me a reason not to be. And then I can get very aggressive. Um, If I feel like I'm being bullied or pushed into a corner or being pushed into things I don't want to do, I can get quite like, you know, I'll push back when I'm ready. So I, and you know, the other thing too, guys, is like, I had been out of work for several years. So I, like, I remember telling my best friend, I often feel like a country come to town, (laughs) like the country mouse come to like the big city when it came to work, because I just felt like I've forgotten so many like way, like how to, to conduct myself in certain ways, which isn't fully true. Like I've been kind of dramatic there, but like there was a little bit of that. Um, there was definitely a little bit of that where it was just like, I got to figure out how to remain professional, <laughs> but also, um, set boundaries with this person, with my boss. And I had to learn that. Um, and I, it took me like towards the end of me leaving that job to really start mastering it. Um, but I got better at it. And so, yeah, like I learned that I am capable of managing really difficult, toxic personalities um, once I really um, use the tools to do so and I a lot of that had to do with honestly a lot of just my own really practicing not internal to not internalize things um which is very difficult because i think even when you're trying not to if you're in like a very toxic space or a very toxic situation i think it just will happen and so um i really just had to practice like repeating to myself that it's not about me like her behavior isn't about me it's about her um and I really had to like put in place certain tools like I had to not be afraid to set a boundary and and have her be angry at that boundary because that's what would happen um I just had to just let it be because I'm the type of person where I don't want to hurt other people's feelings or unless they piss me off or then I don't care, but (laughs) and even then, like I do my best to not step on people's toes or or to hurt people's feelings. But at the same time, it's like I also have to protect my own, um, and I also have to set my own boundaries. And and um, not being liked is something that I had to learn. That like you're probably not going to be liked by this person because you're responding to her in a way that she doesn't want you to respond to her but you have to do it for your own like mental health and to to be able to do your job and so yeah I had to learn not to necessarily be liked but um by her because of the types of boundaries I had to put in place to sort of protect myself and I learned that that was okay and I learned that I could be so good at my job that she <laughs> would have nothing, she she might not like me, but she had to respect what I was doing. Um, and so I really just poured myself into the work itself, and I just let that sort of, I leaned into the work whenever I felt, you know, at odds with her. Um, and I just sort of let that carry me and yeah um i just i think moving forward in any new situation new job or interaction with people who are on the extreme side of difficult that um i have better tools to be able to manage those personalities um so that was one of the the lessons um also in terms of work as i mentioned like I really leaned into the work I was doing and because I enjoyed it so much, it was easy. And I learned that I'm really impactful when I want to be. Um, and there were times, there are times when you do community work because that's the type of work I was doing. i um, frontline work with um, vulnerable people from all walks of life who are new to Canada. And, when you do community work, especially when you're working for a very small nonprofit organization, it's like, it's easy to feel like you don't have impact. It just feels sometimes like you're, you're doing what you need to do so that you can get funded (laughs) so that the organization can just continue to exist. Um, and it can often just feel like you're, ticking off boxes, but not actually touching people um, and and changing lives or helping them with their lives. And I realized that I had my own approach to this job. Um, And one of the things that I would always remind myself is that the best way to um, make people feel heard is to just listen to them and um and to interact with them not like they're another number or you know another burden but like they're actual people and as frustrating as the job could be at times because um there were things that you're like sometimes from the other side of it it can be frustrating because you're like, well, why doesn't this person just do this? It would make their life and but you can't you don't have control over what people do with what you're giving them. Um but I realized that it's not my job to control that. It's just my job to give it and what they do with it is on them. And every time I took that stance, um, and I just like treated people like they were human beings, I gave them the best that I could in terms of my my capacity in that role, um, I made an impact. And I know that because I had to do, so we had to do an annual report every year. um, And part of that is collecting testimonials from the clients that you work with. And I remember just sending out a you know, a mass email to um, my clients and asking them if they could spare some time to write um, a testimonial about how I've helped them or um, so that I could use it in this annual report. And I honestly expected maybe like five people to respond (laughs) because we all know, like when we ask for like any kind of surveys or testimonials, like I don't even like to do them. So I wasn't really expecting too many people to respond. Um, but I got like over 22 responses and I actually printed them each, each one out so that I could remind myself, um, because the testimonials were so beautiful. Like the things that people shared with me, I actually forgot some of the things that I had done with them. Um, but to be able to see and to, to read how the work that I did, um, helped so many people was honestly one of the highlights of 2021 for me um i kept that energy (laughs) with me for weeks like it just really really was so moving and i have i have the testimonials with me to today i'm I'm always going to keep them because it's such a good reminder of the work that i did and that I am capable of impact and, you know, I'll say this, um, I've struggled with like career and job and what I want to do with my life since, um, graduating university, undergrad. Um, I could never quite figure out what it is that I wanted to do, what my purpose was, like just from one thing to the next, um, and I'm still figuring it out, to be honest with you. But I know that like this job specifically had has really given me new perspective on the type of impact that I want to have and the type of work that I want to do and how I want it to make people feel and how I want it to make me feel. And as much as I want to be able to make money, (laughs) like, you know, good money, um, and I still do, that hasn't changed. I also know that I want to continue to impact people's lives in an authentic way, in a meaningful way. And anything that I do, that has to kind of be a part of it. Like, I can't just be out here making money and not feeling that type of out like that impact that I'm not making that impact or I'm not touching somebody and um so that was another lesson learned you know like in all my like I don't know what I want to do with my life and all this stuff um I feel a little bit closer to clarity on that um and yeah, this was just one of the ways in which I was able to do it. And I'm happy I was able to for the time that I did it. Um I was there for almost three years, I think. And yeah, Um it was really, really a special role despite the toxicity of the environment. And not even the environment because of like other staff, but just my boss. (laughs) So yeah. Um, The other thing I will say is lessons learned as well in terms of work career and not even just work career, but even in terms of just life in general is the importance of community. Um, And this job really just drove that home for me because When you're working with a demographic of people who come to this country and have most have nobody, um, you realize how important community is in being able to help other people get a leg up to help them build lives that are sustainable here, um, to help provide access to things. Um, and that could be as simple as, it's not like we were doing anything, you know, major, but this is just access to food, um, access to clothing, access to toys, um, access to other services. Uh, we did all of that and um, it wasn't just, you know, helping people to fill, fill out immigration forms and it was helping them to literally um, survive and to provide them with the necessities that they needed to be able to survive. Um, and you just realize like people can't do this shit by themselves, you know, um, community is like, we live in such an individualistic society where it's, oh, every man for themselves and, you know, and it's not realistic and it's not it's why so many people struggle the way that they do. And even in my own life as somebody who has like, who comes from a very privileged circumstances in many ways, um, not that I came from all this wealth or anything like very much middle class and average, but still um, having the privilege of two parents, um, who have helped me in ways that I can't even count. Um, having a community of friends um, who I could call on and ask for favors or, you know, like, there's just so many ways that um, have, having a village benefits people. And there are so many people who come here and don't have that. And... Um, have to figure it out for themselves on top of, you know, learning to integrate into a new culture, new environments, um, in many cases, learning the language, all this stuff. Um, Community is just, it's really the foundation on which I think humanity stands. And when we don't have it, we we're lost and we don't, we don't really have the tools to build sustainable lives. Um, and that might sound dramatic to some people, but that's literally what it is to me. Um, having worked in, um, in having work, having worked in certain communities where you see, um, the lack, you know, Um, and it's easy for us to not get it because we live in our bubbles, especially if you come from more privileged circumstances, you, you forget and, or you've never been exposed. But when you work in communities where there is a need in almost every way, you understand like why community is so important. Um, so yeah. Um, and I would say the other lesson that I've learned outside of work and, um, you know, all the things that came out of my work experience, my previous work experience would be managing heartbreak. You know, I, I spoke about, um, my marriage coming to an end and, 2021 wasn't too bad for that, um, because I think the, like, initial brunt of it was really 2020, um, but still, um, it's been a difficult couple, like, last two years in general maneuvering that, um, 2021 was a bit better because I, you kind of just, you just, You just start to get used to the discomfort of getting over someone and getting over, you know, the dream that you had in your head. And um, the lesson I learned in terms of managing heartbreak and um, the loss of my marriage is that it's the loss itself is not linear. Like managing the grief is not linear. Um, But just because those things, you're str- you still struggling with those things. It doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision either. Um, I very much feel that the right decision was made. I don't regret that. Um, but it's still hard and those two things can coexist. And, um, I think, um, that in understanding that loss of a relationship or even the passing of someone in any kind of loss that you experience where you're really going through a grieving process, um, when you understand that you can sometimes be pulled back into a memory and feel sadness about it um, or get triggered by something and when you understand that those things can happen at any time <laughs> that sometimes you'll be really okay and other times you're not i think it's just easier for like to let yourself go through that that emotion and to experience what that all is and just move on after it um because once i fully understood that i just let it be what it is and didn't really like stress out or put all this pressure on myself to be like well why are you like feeling this way like just get over it you know what i mean like i kind of just allowed it and let it pass and then moved on and um yeah like that's just sort of that's just sort of what it is that's what it probably will be for a while longer who knows like maybe there'll always be moments um where I feel that, but, um, I've gotten better at managing that and, um, understanding that, that that's what loss is, is just, it's, it's a process and it's not a linear one. Um, you're just always sort of managing it to some degree. Um, yeah. Um, I also learned that I'm more capable than I thought I was Um, just in reflecting on everything that's happened in the past year and prior to this year, um, living life in a pandemic, um, like what the hell? (laughs) I mean, none of us thought that. We, none of us had that on our bingo cards in terms of life experiences, but here we are and we're almost three years into it, unfortunately, but I'm still here and you're still here too (laughs) for those of you listening, but I'm still here. I managed to get a new job in a pandemic, which felt like impossible in the beginning. Like who the heck is... You know, like, when it first started, you're just sort of, like, everything is just shut down. Who's going to be hiring? Who's going to, like, what am I going to do, you know? But I, I managed to get a new job in a pandemic and move myself out of that toxic leadership experience. Um I, Nalyn is still thriving. My daughter is still thriving, um... You know, again, I talk about in some of my motherhood episodes, having an only child and feeling guilt around it, feeling a little bit of guilt around it. I mean, um, and feeling like, especially now during the pandemic, you know, she's more, she's like more lonely <laughs> because it's just her. It's not like she has siblings in the house, um, but she's still thriving um she's still doing extremely well um i told her you know her and, uh i uh, i and her dad we we told her about our marriage ending and about us separating and and we got through that really difficult moment and um i learned that it's hard but she'll be okay um And so, yeah, like just learning that I'm capable of doing difficult things in circumstances that I didn't think I could ever endure or manage. I mean, even the process of going through a divorce and separation in a pandemic. uh, (laughs) um, Just the uncertainty of everything, you know, I think that was and to an extent is extremely heavy because it's just like what does all of it mean (laughs) you know um where am I gonna be am I gonna be okay um are we gonna be okay and but I've been managing it um I've really just continued to plug away um despite the uncertainty and Um, managing a home, our home, you know, like I'm doing it. Um, I don't do it alone. My mom helps me with stuff, but I'm still doing it. I feel like more confident um, than I was prior to moving into this home that I could do it by myself now. Um, And yeah, like I just, I feel like I can do this by myself, you know? Um, so yeah, I just I just feel that I'm, because I was forced to like stretch myself, um, that I realized that I'm so much more capable than I gave myself credit for. Um, and I'm kind of interested and excited in a way to see what else I'm capable of, because clearly I wasn't giving myself enough credit. <laughs> um, and I think part of it is just like, because you don't think, you just don't have those experiences, you've never experienced those things to like, know. but now that I'm going through them as uncomfortable as they might feel in the beginning, it's just like, okay, I can do this, you know, and um, I guess that's like, the lesson is that, you know, things don't get easier it's just that you get better at maneuvering and that's definitely a big 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 one that I learned this year is yeah things aren't necessarily getting easier but I'm just getting more uncomfortable more comfortable with feeling the discomfort of figuring out how to get through it and just getting through it um so yeah Those are my things. Um, Those are the things that I learned. Um, Some of the things that I'm celebrating in 2021, my proudest moments of 2021. Um, So these are all connected to the lessons learned. Um, Proudest of leaving my my toxic work environment um, and getting a new job that allows me more flexibility um, to work from home more. Well, I'm pretty much working from home full time now. I wasn't in the last job even at the height of the pandemic, which was a whole other stress and anxiety. Um, So, yeah, I am afforded more flexibility and it's been great because uh, I get to, you know, I get to see Neil I take her to school in the mornings. I can pick her up in the afternoons if my mom isn't doing it, but I get to be there when she gets home Um, I just get to see her more, um, and I love that. Um, so I'm really proud of finding a new job in 2021 in the midst of a pandemic. Um, there are, what I will say is this job isn't like my gold dream job. Um, But it's definitely a stepping stone. Um, There were definitely a lot more perks with this job than there were with the last one. And I just want to continue to take my steps, you know, and, and move forward. And this felt like this, moving into this role and this job just felt like a reminder that, like, you're doing it, Nisa. Like, you can do this. And, like, let's use this as... You know, another stepping stone um, to keep pushing you along to where you need to be, type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Um, I'm also proud of starting my podcast. I'm started, I'm really proud of myself for starting this podcast. Um, if you listen to episode one of this podcast, you guys know all this fear I felt around um, doing this. Uh, and sharing it and speaking and sounding, you know, imperfect and not engaging. Like people are going to think I'm boring. I mean, maybe people will think I'm boring. But that's okay. Like, Like my podcast is for whoever it's for who it appeals to. I don't expect to appeal to everybody. I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. But for me, I'm just it's something that I have been wanting to do for a while. And I'm proud of myself for moving past my fear and just doing it. And, um, again, that was like a highlight of 2021 for me is, is starting this thing. And this was like on the, towards the end of 2021. Um, so it's never too late in the year <laughs> to start something. Um, and to, There's no timeline in general, like, you know, for anything, but I liked that I sort of like rallied (laughs) towards the end of this year and started my podcast and really pushed past my, my fears around just sharing and talking and stuff like that, because it's honestly been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Um... And the more I do it, the less the less scared I feel, the less anxious I feel um, and it's been really nice like I've had a couple of friends come out of the woodworks who some I haven't even spoken to in a while to to tell me they they like the pro- podcast and appreciate it and that makes me feel good, you know like so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about that. That was definitely a proud moment for me for 2021. Um, another proud moment was picking up my writing again. So sharing more on my Instagram page at Unraveling, Unraveling Impulse for those who are interested. I, I kind of (laughs) rallied, you know, I was honestly for a long time feeling like a year. I just felt, so pulled down from just everything happening in my life work personal life um, pandemic all of it was just mothering (laughs) all of it just felt like so draining that I had nothing to pour into writing and just had no motivation but I realized that you know it wasn't really like I wasn't feeding myself. I wasn't feeding my my passion or my interest. And it just further creates this feeling of, like, drain and, like, purposelessness. And the one area that I feel certainty about and the one area that I feel clarity about is that I like to write to express. I like to share my feelings. I like to um, talk about life. I like to make other people feel like they're not alone. That's like the one, if there is one thing I feel clear about in terms of my purpose or things that I should be doing in this life, that is the one thing. And so not doing it is, you know, was just really eating away at me. And so um again, because I started the whole journal, the coaching and stuff like that, my journal coach Really, just kind of helped reignite that flame of like wanting to share through some written stuff. I haven't written like long essays or anything like that, but just sharing little snippets of my thoughts um and I simplified everything like i stopped I didn't do like a whole blog thing. I used to have a blog um and I was going to start a new one didn't didn't do that because it, it just felt like labor and I didn't feel like laboring more over something else because I was already feeling so much so drained from all the other things happening in my life and I was just like I don't I don't want to do that but I still want to do it like what do I do so I just took away the all of that and just was like so just share your thoughts through Twitter and then share them on Instagram you know like keep it simple and that was a game changer because it Um, it just allows me to kind of like synthesize things that I'm thinking about, um, and snapshot it and share it. And it's just easy. And so I'm just more motivated to do that. And I think thinking about like designing a blog and creating it and all this stuff just was holding me back from even doing that part of it. So now I don't really, I don't have that in the way. It's just, I've, cre- I've, you know, just gone with a simple way to share my thoughts and it's just been so much easier and I'm, I'm really proud of myself. I've been pretty consistent. Um, so, um, in terms of sharing my little thoughts and stuff and journaling has helped that too. Cause I often will take things that I journal about and share them and just take little snippets and share them. So, I've just gotten back into a decent practice. I want to get better, but um, I'm proud of myself. Um, I'm celebrating myself for for writing again um, and for sharing it. And I'm proud of myself for, um, I mentioned this before, but I'm proud of myself, and my lessons learned, uh, I touched on it, but I'm proud of myself for telling Naylin about the divorce that's going to happen between her, uh, between myself and her dad. Um, because that was another thing that was weighing on me heavily for a long time in 2021 (laughs) for, well, 2020 and into 2021. And this year we finally did it. Um, and it was like one of the hardest things that I've had to like face and work up the courage to do but it was also once we did do it it just took so much of the the weight off because she is sort of like at the center of you know all of this and just always worrying about her you know so but knowing that like you have to tell a kid a really hard thing and how are they going to process it and how am I going to manage her way of processing it. Um, am I, do I have the capacity? Am I capable? And I realized that I am <laughs> and I'm proud of myself for doing it. Um, I led the conversation. Her dad was there, but I mean, I mostly carried it and I thought I did a really good job. And I know that it's just one thing and she's, there's still a lot more that she's going to have to process as, as you know, time goes by and our lives change more. Um, but I, I at least did the hardest part, um, which was to tell her what was happening. And I'm really proud of that. Um, I think I even said I was proud of that. (laughs) Like after I did it, um, I told like, I'm telling my mom and my best friend, like, I feel proud of myself, you know? Um, so yeah, those are some of the, like, my proudest moments of 2021. Um, let's see, I, okay, so another question is that, um, Sonia asks is, what are you choosing to believe in and, Are your actions aligned with your beliefs? So what are you choosing to believe in moving into 2022? Um, And I'm not going to, well, I won't share everything, but like the main theme here, what I'm choosing to believe moving into 2022 is that I'm choosing to believe in myself more. Um, You know, like, again, reflecting on the lessons and the things that I celebrated for twenty twenty one, a lot of it was really just like I'm capable, you know? Um, I can move past a fear, like the fear of telling my daughter about our divorce, my fear of um starting a podcast, um, my fear of even like how I'm gonna manage my life as a single person, a single mother my fear of, um, you know, finding another job and all this stuff. Like there was the theme, the running theme with me (laughs) is a lot of times is just fear and not, it's fear not, and not, not thinking that I'm capable, like not believing in myself. Like this is a running theme. Like these, these, patterns are always showing up in my life. And maybe this is true for some of you as well. Um, Maybe some of you are working, you know, like I'm 40 years old, and I'm still working on this stuff. So like, don't feel, you know, I always say don't feel alone. Do not feel alone. I'm still working on this stuff. But like, you know, when I reflect, it's like, so much of my anxiety is rooted in these fears. And a lot of times it's like the universe will literally like push me towards the thing that I'm most scared of and for- it forces me to have to deal with it, and then I deal with it, and I'm okay, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, like I can do this thing, you know, like even if you do the thing and it's not perfect, it's kind of sloppy, it's kind of messy and but you did it, and you just got through it, and you're still here, <laughs> like you know what I mean and I just want to, and sometimes it's not messy at all. Sometimes you do a thing that you're super afraid of or that you have all this anxiety and fear around and you do a beautiful job. You get through it amazingly and beautifully. And I think it's like for me realizing that, you know, my value is not in how perfect something appears or how perfect the process is or it's not in the perfection of the end product the like my whole thing of like oh it's not gonna look a certain way it's not gonna you know I'm I'm not capable of 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 being okay you know like how do I do this all of these things are are you know cause me so much anxiety and 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 it's just kind of like who cares just do the thing you know what I mean and like every time every single time I do the thing or I'm, I'm forced to do the thing I'm fine I'm sitting here to tell you that I'm fine you know and I guess I just want moving into 2022 to believe that to believe in myself more to trust myself more to trust that however I get through something however messy it is it's okay how and and that it may very well not be messy at all um that I'm also just capable of doing things with excellence too you know like I'm not always just stumbling through life like I have a lot to offer and I want to really just own that and to to really lean into that when I when these feelings come up is like no you're you're gonna be fine no you can do it you know what I mean like as much as everybody else around me tells me that I need to be telling myself that and I really need to just be um more intentional I think of of um giving that to myself giving that grace to myself giving myself that boost and um so i'm i'm really choosing to believe in myself more in 2022 um and m- making wise decisions that center my well-being and the well-being of my daughter and others in my life um I'm choosing to believe that I have a lot to offer others by way of my writing and my podcast and that I need to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, Sometimes it can feel very, uh, what's the word, chaotic (laughs) Um, because I feel like I don't know where any of this is going to lead to and I always, I have this thing of like never just being in the moment. I'm always, like, thinking about, like, well, what is this doing? You know what I mean? Like, but I want to just be in the moment of the things that I'm doing and just let allow myself to just enjoy it and not feel that there needs to be a specific outcome of something um, other than to, you know, hopefully help other people. But the real outcome is really just me having this outlet and me feeling more confident to, to share. And so just do more of what you like and feel confident in that and, um, let, let the rest figure itself out. Like I don't have to strategize about what else needs to be done with it, you know? Um, yeah. And that's, that's, pretty much it um my my actions and she asked like you know how are your actions aligned with your beliefs and I wrote that my actions are aligned with the beliefs whenever I make the choice to do certain things um to devote myself to certain things frequently like practice um and that's something that I struggle with (laughs) I think a lot of us struggle with like The practice of something. Um, But I really, you know, want to be able to, when I make the choice of journaling daily, for instance, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting into practice the things that I value. Um, Because when I journal, that usually leads to a piece of writing that I want to share. And that usually leads to things that I think about that I want to to share on my podcast um and that just feeds my my you know my purpose which is to express and so yeah um making the choice to journal daily um podcast weekly share my writing um keep reading up on tools to reparent myself um to keep being gentle with myself um yeah Um, those are some of the things, um, just to devote more time to harnessing, um, my strengths and my, my gifts and, um, my capabilities and learning how to better manage my fears and anxieties and triggers and all of that stuff so that I can really just show up as my best self in all areas. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, I went over an hour, which I try not to do, but it's the end of year, (laughs) why not um yeah so I like you know I don't really like ask things because I'm always like see this is my other fear is like oh nobody's listening so why am I like I'm talking to myself most of the time but I mean for those who are listening and who've gotten to the end of this podcast episode what are some of the the lessons you've learned in 2021 um What are some of the things that you celebrate about yourself in 2021 that you accomplished in 2021? Um, And how did the year help you grow into the person you are today? Um, So I really enjoyed this exercise in reflection for the year. And I hope you guys um, take some time to think about that stuff for yourself And what you want to do in 2022. Um, And I hope you all are hanging in as best you can. I wish you all uh, an amazing new year. And I can't wait to share more. Take care. Bye bye.